Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, we have made it to episode 20 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Thank you for all the kind words, emails, tweets, and all of that. It's been such a pleasure, as I say, each and every week to compose, produce this show. It's so much fun to talk about something that I am so passionate about with people who are doing it so well. I would like to remind you guys that this show is brought to you by TubeBuddy. Buddy. TubeBuddy is a fantastic tool that you can utilize to bring you all types of new features such as bulk edits to your cards, annotations, direct upload to Facebook video, among a ton of other just ease of use features that will make your YouTube processing so much easier. So again, the product is TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. If you click on the link in the show notes, you'll help us out and you'll also get a special YouTube Creators Hub deal. So again, brought to you by TubeBuddy. In today's interview, I want to open by saying that it's a little different in that in this week's episode, I chat with someone who is utilizing online video in their YouTube channel to create and produce premium courses and sell Selling them on sites like Udemy and making a really, really good income each and every month. So if you're already producing videos out there, there are ways to monetize other than the ad platform as we talk about each and every week. And this is a unique one here. And I really think you guys are going to enjoy the behind the scenes look at how somebody took the videos they were already creating on YouTube and monetizing them by selling them as a premium content or premium version of their content. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview. I am joined today by Alex Ginadinik from the Start and Grow Your Business YouTube channel. He makes up to five figures a month on Udemy with video courses, has been doing this for a couple of years and has a lot of value to share about creating video and monetizing it in unique ways. Alex, how are you doing today? I am fantastic and I'm really excited to be on your show and I'm really excited to share. I'm going to have some really great strategies and tips for your audience. Awesome. Well, when you sent me the email and you had a really good headline in that email, it caught me, caught my attention. I was like, I've got to have this guy on the show and I'm going out of town on vacation next week. But as I'm recording this, it will release in one week. So I'm so excited for my audience to hear what you've got to offer. So let's talk about you a little bit and what you do online. So you've got a YouTube channel. That YouTube channel's name is Start and Grow Your Business. Got a lot of really good, actionable, entrepreneurial kind of videos up there on the YouTube channel, but how did you get started on YouTube? Sure. Well, it's funny because my first success was I kind of made some mobile apps for entrepreneurs and, you know, they were successful, like not like, you know, Angry Birds are successful apps, right? But they were successful in their own, right? Um, certainly over have over a million downloads. And then um, the content in there was all about entrepreneurs and helping entrepreneurs and starting a business. And then people were always asking me like, hey, can you also make videos, right? Um, especially since I also started like venturing into writing books and you know people don't love reading any these days anymore so they were like make videos and so I, I started dabbling in YouTube you know a few years ago maybe three four years ago kind of on a regular basis and I took it seriously and I was just terrible just so bad it took me like 15 minutes to say what really should be said in two or three minutes you know I would talk slow and I would go like um 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 and it was just all bad but I decided to make a video every day um, and post something every day for my audience and 
over time, I kind of, I, I never became like an amazing YouTuber like you see, you know, people, you know, people going super viral, but, you know, my channel does have over a million views and thousands of new people see my videos every day to this day. And what that really allowed me to do was at some point the quality of the videos became good enough to consider, you know, like this is like, hey, this is really good. It's kind of premium stuff, right? And so that's kind of how that was my trajectory towards getting into Udemy and all this, all these things that we're going to discuss. Does that, does that answer? That, but does that sort of answer um, your question of how I got into it? That answers the question perfectly, and that transitions very well into the next part that I want to ask you about. So when it comes to Udemy, creating online video. So the people listening to this show are trying to grow, monetize, start a YouTube channel, and a lot of times it's hard to monetize our content. We're putting so much effort into it. What have you found by being on Udemy? that has been that jumpstart for you that has allowed you to become so successful selling your content as premium content through avenues and platforms like Udemy? Sure. You know, one thing that I do want to say is that when we are, you know, on YouTube, one thing is that YouTube brands itself as a place for us to make money. But internally, they certainly have calculated how we can, you know, for us to really make money, we have to be the top one beyond the top 1% of YouTubers. I mean, we have to be, you know, just levels and levels, like we have to be amazing, right, to make significant amount. I mean, they really calibrated the revenue that you would get um, in a big disfavor for um, publishers, I think, right? I mean, you if, you know, you make a reasonable video, but you probably make pennies, right? So, um, and that that's the beauty of, you know, and it's kind of like the challenge of, being an, a content publisher. And really that's the beauty of Udemy is that you're not just purely a content publisher, it's more an e-commerce situation, right? Like it's, you know, it's generally e-learning, but it's e-commerce, right? So it's, it's a totally different situation than, you know, um, free, whereas then you have, you know, the freemium revenue model where you can, you know, try to make money with ads, try to sell some products, but at the end of the day, when a person comes to you, it's free. Whereas Udemy is, you know, commerce. It's almost like Amazon, right? Like it's really Amazon for courses because, you know, people want to consume something, well, they have to pay and they know that. Um, and so that's really the beautiful thing about it is, you know, I, it's, it's really an e-commerce situation. Um, and what it really is, what's really good about it is that it kind of gives us a digital product, you know, that is a medium priced product, right? Because prior to that, the digital products used to be kind of like eBooks. Um, which are a very low-end product, and typically writers make very, you know, just a couple of bucks from a sale. Um, so it really helps, you know, you as an online entrepreneur, and gives you a, you know, having your own premium online course really gives you a mid-range, um, you know, mid-price product, digital product to sell, um, on, you know, on your site. And the beauty of the digital product, of course, is like, you know, no inventory problems, you know, like none of the traditional product problems but you get the revenue from a mid-priced product, which is fantastic. Let's talk about the model for a minute. For people who may be listening that don't understand or haven't ever heard of Udemy or online video courses, basically what you're doing is you're recording online videos, instructing people how to do something via video, through video, and then you're uploading these videos to sites like Udemy or Skillshare, and then what you're doing with that is you're selling those courses as premium content. So every time a student enrolls in one of your premium courses, you're getting paid, correct? 
Exactly. So, so with yeah. that with that being said, how have you found the transition from creating that free YouTube content to now creating the premium Udemy or the premium video content? What's the difference? Um, I think students generally expect, I mean, to be quite honest, there's so many good things on YouTube that it's extremely difficult to make something totally new and better, right? Because YouTube is really rich. It is a really rich library and you can probably find 95% of just about anything for free there. So what the Udemy students look for is organization, um, quality, because you know a lot of the videos on YouTube, they lack quality, right? A lot of background noise, unprofessional, um, like unprofessional delivery, unprofessional recording, um, a lot of upselling, a lot of uh, scam, right? So all that stuff is taken out in, in Udemy, you really have to clean up your act, right? Like good audio, good video. Um, you gotta become as engaging as possible because it's a marketplace where you're competing um, often in the same, you know, like I have a YouTube course, a hundred other people have a YouTube course, right? What makes it different? And so part of it is the quality, you know, the quality of how you can engage people, right? Because it's not a two minute video or five minute video, it's a multiple hour course at times, right? Where you think about the lectures, you think about a curriculum, and the most important thing, when a person comes to your Udemy course, whatever your course is about, let's say, you know, like I have a, you know, on topic courses, Mike, I have one course of how to get a million views on YouTube, right? Well, by the time that that student comes, you know, from the time that they start to the time that they finish, my goal as an instructor is that they have a, like, they really are able to accomplish what the course promises, right? So big promise, a well-organized curriculum, well-made lectures that are inorganized, that make sense together. And at the end, the student must, really the promise of the course must be satisfied, right? Whereas on YouTube, you kind of care, you kind of don't care, you know, it's free, so nobody really, you know, it's like nobody's held accountable, but here, you know, people, students can review you, and of course, you must, must, must get the best reviews because if you don't, it's a marketplace. They just are not, you know, next students are just not going to buy your course. They're going to buy this course with better reviews. So the um, race towards quality is, is extremely important, and it's one of the main things that sets Udemy courses apart from YouTube. And isn't one of the benefits? to signing up or enrolling and paying for a premium Udemy course as opposed to just seeking it out, the free version on YouTube, isn't the benefit that you have that instructor and student communication? Like when you purchase a course on Udemy, aren't the students able to communicate with you and email you throughout the duration of the course and ask you further questions upon questions they may have after watching the lectures? Yeah, you're 100 percent correct, and I kind of I, I even forgot to mention that. So thank you for bringing it up because you you really get you know like the instructor helping you. There. Like for example, for me, my goal, and I actually am pretty good at accomplishing this goal. My goal is to answer every question I get within 24 hours um, w within that question being asked. You know, if I'm on vacation, still I allocate some time for you know customer support sort of thing, right? Um, every day, so. And even Udemy, they reward it because they see it as if you get more questions, that means your course is more engaging and people are more interested. And, you know, they even say, although it's unproven, but they even say that within their algorithm, 
um, they, you know, it's a, it's like a plus one to your course. If your course gets more questions, more discussions, um, you know, they see that as a quality signal even. Because I know me personally, you know, if a lot of things that I search for on how to do on YouTube, you know, if you post a comment in the YouTube comments, it's it's hit or miss whether or not the person who created that video is even on YouTube, first off, and then secondly, if they'll even respond if they still are on YouTube. So with that being said, I can think of a number of things that I've learned how to do on YouTube that I would have paid 15, 20, 25 bucks to take an entire course on how to learn if I knew the instructor was going to respond to the smaller questions that I had that maybe were not covered as well in the video. So I definitely think that's one of the huge benefits with people thinking about taking an online course. Now, when we're talking about creating these courses and integrating YouTube and our YouTube channels, I know we talked about this a little bit pre-show and you said you weren't doing as much of it now, but what are some ways that you can use your YouTube channel to cross-promote with your premium content on Udemy? Right. So depending on, you know, on that, on two things, really the engagement, well, really three things, the, the size of your channel, the engagement level of your channel and the demographic of your channel, right? So if your channel is like five-year-old kids and you're, you know, you have fart jokes, maybe they're not going to buy premium content, right? Um, but if your channel is something insightful and it's something that, you know, you are truly an expert in your field and you are respected and people see that you're doing amazing things on YouTube and they really respect you and follow you and trust you, right? You've built that trust and, your audience isn't too young or too impoverished, right? They, you know, they can afford things, they're professionals maybe. Um, then you can put out a video saying, hey guys, I created, you know, you, I, I know you love my YouTube and I appreciate that you've been following me, but I've put some of my very best tips on, you know, in a, in a complete course, really well thought out. And, and the course obviously has to have a big promise, like, you know, accomplish X, Y, Z very soon, you know, right? Or, you know, whatever the whatever your channel is, but, you know, some really interesting course topic that people are going to be like, wow, I'm curious, right? It, it will inspire curiosity, get them to click, get them to, you know, read more about it in your description, watch your promotional video and sort of make their way down your sales funnel to the course. Um, and then so you can announce that to the course saying, hey, guys, you know, I've got this amazing thing happening. I got this amazing course. Um, I'd love for you to check it out. Here is a discount coupon, like you know, 50% off or whatever. Um, and you know that might be a fantastic way that you can leverage the the audience that you've been you know kind of fostering and growing for free and building that trust and building that engagement and using that to you know generate a you know create a really great product launch for yourself on Udemy, which you know courses with a great product launch actually you know they typically do well in Udemy's recommendation algorithm, you know, because Udemy says, hey, you know, this course is popular, it's getting sales, so, you know, it must be good. So their recommendation algorithm kind of um, gives you a little bit more sales as well. So it, it really works well together. And you can kind of use YouTube as like a content gate, right? So you can pr produce a video about what your course is about on Udemy and make it maybe three to five minutes of some free content that will help people out. And then kind of at the end of the video, you can plug it by saying, you know, hey, if you like this video and you want to learn more and you want to get in more depth on the topic, go on over, click the link in the description and take my full course on Udemy. So you can kind of use it as like a sales pitch. Exactly like that, yeah.
Absolutely. That's awesome. So let me ask you this. What is something that you wish that someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube? Uh, well, it's really quality because um, I was always good at like, you know, SEO and things like that and marketing, but my quality has always lagged behind because my, like, I'm not a, I'm, I, I was never a, uh, video producer, you know, I had no idea about how to make good audio, good video. I I never gave speeches, right? Like public speaking, that wasn't my thing. And I was doing, you know, my my videos are all like public speaking, right? And like talking head videos, instructing people. So I was a, an absolute novice beginner um, at everything. And what I would suggest for people is to, you know, so because I was so behind the eight ball in my quality. I had to overdo it in the marketing and in the volume of the content uh, to, to, to make, to get good numbers. Um, but, and sort of, sort of that drove me for a while. But what I would recommend to people is to spend a little bit more time or a lot more time if possible um, on focusing on your quality and the quality in video being um, succinctness, the pacing, right? You know, the pacing is generally a term that, you know, it means like how often does value come, right? If you're a comedy show, you know, how often are the jokes coming, right? The interval between uh, jokes, if it's a insightful show, you know, how, um, you know, how, what is the interval between insights, right? And you gotta, you know, the, the more insights together, you know, the faster they come, the better. Um, so the pacing is important so that people don't get bored, right? Because every day people have shorter and shorter attention spans. Um, so there's, you know, and there's like volume and, you know, uh, sorry, audio and video quality. So there's a lot of stuff. Um, and as re for me, it was really overwhelming. And to a, to a degree, it's still overwhelming because there's no limit to how good your speaking can be, your acting, right? Because if you write a blog, you know, you write the same words, it comes out the same every time. But speaking, no word comes out the same every time. And so it's really hard and to, to make good video um, on a consistent basis, you know, it, you know, every minute being top, top notch, right? And if, you're, and if some part of your course is not that good, you're going to have a drop in student engagement and all that kind of stuff, and it's going to affect your, you know, Udemy ranking and going to affect your revenue, right? So it, it directly impacts things. So I think if, you know, one thing I would have done faster is maybe, uh, one thing I would have done differently is maybe get a coach of some sort um, because that would have saved me a tremendous amount of time in audio quality, video quality, my speaking, right? And it would have directly, it would have paid for, like a good coach would have paid for themselves many times over because I myself would have um, made money faster because now I make a comfortable living on Udemy and selling courses and all this stuff. But I had a long time of struggle and to have shortened that struggle would have been priceless. Absolutely. Now, are there any tools that you use when you create your videos, whether it be hardware, software, internet resource that you use on a daily basis during your workflow that you just could not live without? Uh, I love actually ScreenFlow. And uh, yeah, and you know, it's funny to mention because um, I know you have a Udemy course coming out on ScreenFlow and screen, ScreenFlow is actually, um, I actually recommend people that they get your course because ScreenFlow had like revolutionized how I make my Udemy videos because prior to that, I needed so much equipment, right? Like I needed um, a camera, like um, I needed 
a camera stand. I needed extra space in my apartment. I needed like a lot of things, right? Um, and th this was like not portable for that reason, really. I mean, at least not on a comfortable level with, um, with not to mention I needed like a lapel mic, all these things. And if you have a chip camera, they, they sometimes don't even come with like a mic jack. So there's all kinds of issues. And it's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, you know, camera and everything. And ScreenFlow is like $99. And it uses the camera from my MacBook, MacBook Pro, which is a really good HD camera. So it's it's the cheapest possible solution. And even, and people might argue here with me on what I'm about to say, but um, if you're making just online courses or, you know, talking head videos and you're not, you don't need like, recording, you know, music level, you know, uh, professional audio, um, you don't even necessarily need a mic because the built-in mic in the MacBook Pro is quite good um, and it's good enough to give you good audio for um, like, you know, like talking head videos, right? Because people aren't looking for like CD quality audio. It, they just don't need that. Um, so you might be able to get away with good enough audio as well, which will save you a microphone and stuff like that. Although this last point about the audio is a little controversial probably, and some people might not agree. Um, but certainly it saved me, you know, ScreenFlow saved me. Like I don't need a, you know, I don't, I need extra space to record. I can record anywhere as long as I have my computer, which is far more often than the times where I have my camera with me. Um, so it just really, really helped me. Um, not to mention that it's easy, it does actually makes it easier to, for me to um, teleprompt because sometimes I make um, screen recordings of PowerPoints and the PowerPoints actually are a way for me to teleprompt myself um, which actually makes my videos go um, it makes my videos tighter I, I don't get lost in what I'm talking about in the middle of a video because it's all there you know so on, and that's actually helped my engagement as well and reviews and students like that so yeah, across the board, like ScreenFlow, like that little soft piece of software, it's really, really helpful. The startup cost to do this is not anywhere near what people would maybe imagine it to be. Like you said there, you know, you've got a MacBook, you're doing it, you're doing extremely well, uh, creating valuable content for people. And I think just as it is with YouTube, Alex, I think the the key thing with having a successful course, online video course, is basically it's all about the value. It's all about how much value you're bringing the student. If you're not bringing the students value, your course is going to get bad ratings and you're not going to make sales. And it's the same thing with YouTube. If you're not bringing people value with the content you're producing, you're not going to be able to grow your YouTube channel. So I don't want people to think they can just throw up anything on Udemy and they're going to make money. It has to be valuable. And I definitely would second what you're saying there. You know, when you're creating online courses, you know, you're going to need something to record your screen. So ScreenFlow is a fantastic option for Mac. I appreciate the plug there for my course. I am testing out Udemy, trying to figure out other ways to monetize my content. And then if you're on a PC, if you're a PC user, there's a piece of software called Camtasia that I use on my PC when I do video tutorials on a Windows computer and it works just as well as ScreenFlow. So definitely those two things are critical. Now let's talk money for a minute, Alex. You've been doing this for a while, just over two years. I know you don't want to divulge exactly how much you're making a month and I know it varies month to month, but just for our audience so they know that there's a tangible number out there from this guy speaking on a podcast they're listening to, what is 
a number that you're comfortable sharing with our audience that that you're making monthly that is allowing you to do this full time? Oh, uh, you know, I it's funny because you know to to be able to do this full time, you really just need a middle class salary, whatever that means, wherever you live in the world, right? So, I mean, if you live somewhere, in, you know, in a impoverished country that may be only a thousand dollars a month, which is super attainable, right? I happen to be in New York, so even if you're like six figures, you're still poor, <laughs> right? So it's actually kind of true. Like, um, so uh, here, you know, um, I was ecstatic when I was making, you know, uh, like I struggled for a while. I struggled, you know, there was like my first eight months on Udemy, which was just my learning curve. Um, and I was just making, you know, a few hundred dollars a month, you know, and I'm a little bit amazed that I got over that hump. Which is another reason why I recommend people get you know different kinds of coaching because I would have now looking back I would have done anything too short to have shortened that struggle, but at one point I started making you know like over a thousand dollars a month and I was ecstatic about that and then another you know it kept growing and growing and then I was like made five thousand dollars a month and I was like unbelievable right because then <clears throat> in a sense you know you're kind of middle class right um, and that was like a big step in revenue. And then I started, like, there was some time where I was making, like, five figures a month, right? And I was like, wow, okay, I'm not, I'm, like, upper class now. Like, this is, like, unbelievable, right? Because then, you know, it's, it's, it's largely passive income. So if you want to keep it that way, um, you can have a mostly free life. Like, you know, maybe out of the 30 days of the month, you could easily have 20 days where you're just chilling, you know? It's just, like, hanging out. I don't recommend that because I... I and I know myself that I don't do that because you never want to lose that thirst, right? Because there's very few times in life where things are working so well. And my take is you got to press the gas on it double, right? You got to really press on it because you don't know when a second chance like that is going to happen. So you don't want to squander it or have a you know less than optimal outcome eventually. So, but but you certainly could go traveling and just enjoy life. Talking about that journey that you just talked about, going from the first eight months making a few hundred dollars a month to eventually making five figures in some months, how many courses did you have on Udemy within the first few months, and how many courses do you have on there now, and what's the difference in, obviously you're going to make more money because you have more courses, so what would you recommend somebody thinking about doing this as far as, like, obviously you've got to start somewhere, you're only going to have one course on there to begin with, but what's a good number to try to obtain to try to get uh, a steady sense of source of income? That's a great question, because um, one mistake I made in the beginning, because I wasn't sure what Udemy was going to do for me, right? Like, you know, on day one, you have no idea what your future holds, right? Today, it's, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But then I was, you know, a typical entrepreneur, right? Like struggling, pressed for time, not sure if this new platform is going to work for me, right? Probably like many of your current listeners are probably going, that's what's going through their mind. Like, is this going to work for me? Nobody knows, right? I don't know. They don't know, Right. And that's the problem that I was facing is that I had no idea. So what I had to do is cut some corners and I took a lot of my YouTube things and made kind of like rickety courses out of those, right? And they were not great. And because they were not great, they there was a struggle for me. And I probably could have cut that struggle if I had focused on quality earlier. Um, and so that eight months, part of it was learning to sell, but part of it was learning to create quality courses because all the courses I created in the beginning, I later went through them and refilmed them entirely. So the course is the same, but all the content in it was different. Um, and 
you know, that, that was a big mistake that I think could have like really shortened my time had I been already good in the beginning. Um, and you know, another one thing, one great thing about Udemy is when, um, they actually invited me into their office and kind of had some of the people in their team because they saw I was making courses, um, multiple courses and, you know, kind of investing a lot of effort into it. And they really sat down with me and explained to me what it meant for a course to be of high quality and to do well. And that really, that, that really helped me because once I started, once I thought about how to implement the strategy and once I was able to implement that, really made a tremendous difference. So in a sense, it's not about the, the number of courses because like I have a lot of courses today. Like, you know, we're talking today, I have 82 public courses and I have some courses that you don't even see that, you know, like I helped other companies launch them and I'm an invisible third instructor, basically just collecting some revenue from their sales. So I have a lot of courses, really. Um, and, you know, a lot of it, I would say, are duds. A lot of the courses are duds. Um, and it's really like what's called a hits business, I guess, where, you know, like two of my courses can sometimes make, you know, almost maybe 60% to 70%, let's say 60 or 50% maybe. To, you know, to, on the safe side, um, of my entire monthly revenue, right? So I have two courses that do well, and I have a lot of courses that do just okay, and I have a lot of courses that make almost nothing, and for various reasons. Maybe they're not that great, maybe I made them, you know, like when I still wasn't great at making courses, you know, or maybe they're in a niche that's just not a lucrative niche. Um, you know, like I have a philosophy course, for example, and it has amazing engagement and good reviews and everything, right? But but people just don't want to study philosophy. They don't want to pay to study philosophy. Um, but I loved it when I was in college, so it was like a favorite course of mine to make. But but it doesn't sell. Um, so you know, there's there's those instances. Um, so it's kind of like I think for new instructors, what I would say is you. You've got to keep making courses. Usually people who have one course, it's, it's not the best situation because um, you've you got to have multiple courses and then it will give you this sense of like understanding of like, you know, one course is doing well, another course is doing less well. What's the difference? And you experiment. The more courses you have like that, the more experiments you have like that, and then you'll get almost figure out like the formula for making successful courses. And for many of the inst successful instructors today, that's been the situation. There's very few people who have just one course, right? So it's it's about making courses and about figuring out how to make better courses in a shorter amount of time because you don't want to overinvest in a course because it might be a dud. You know, I can't. You know, there's no guarantees. You know, it's very competitive on Udemy today. Um, you know, and especially if you're a new instructor starting out, you don't have a good nose for like you don't have a sense of smell for like what might become a good course and what might not. Right. So there's a, there's a learning curve on that, on marketing them. So briefly explain, yeah. Alex, you just mentioned there in talking about this, that you had worked with companies to where you're basically just the instructor, but you're just getting the revenue from the courses. Can you explain briefly real quickly how, how that came about and what that process is like? Yeah. So there's a dating company, right? Something that, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm like a, you know, whatever. Are you, I, I, I like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like everyone else, but I'm not an expert, right? So this dating company approached me and they coach in this field and they know, they know nothing about courses. They know nothing about video, but they know coaching. 
I know nothing about their you know expert subject matter, but like I know Udemy and I know video, right? So we came together, and what I did, I, I filmed it, I directed it, I posted, and now I managed their account, you know, because they don't want to deal with any of that stuff. And basically, I just collect like an agreed upon uh, revenue stream, like revenue uh, percentage, right? And so they have a revenue percentage, and I have a revenue percentage. But but they are the visible instructor because you know they are actually the instructor. Right? I'm just like more like the in that particular course. I'm not the expert. I'm just like the video guy or whatever, you know, or you know, the the I just manage their account. So so that's kind of how that worked. So how did you get in touch with that company? As far as like. Is there a place where you can go to get in touch with companies who are looking for people who know how to produce video content and looking for them to do something like that? There isn't. Um, that one, it was like a one-off. You know, they contacted me and, you know, I, we kind of talked a little bit about it, like, briefly. And then six months later, we talked about it more and then we kind of got together and did it. Um, but, you know, and that thing, that thing actually, um, you know, um, we talked about something similar Previously, and let me make a distinction. That particular thing actually, it it, it, it didn't turn out to be a good. Um, uh, it just turned out to be an okay partnership. Like none of us made a lot of money from that. Um, what does work really well is now because I have a large library of courses. Other companies, let's say other like fledgling online education companies, or you know like Udemy, but but just starting out, right? Or um, maybe experts, like for example, um, like let's say for example, exactly like yourself, right? So you're creating your first Udemy course and things like that. Um, but what if you sold your course on, because you know, you're going to be selling your course to your audience as well, right? So you might do better selling it on your own website, right? So a lot of people prefer to sell on their own websites, um, you know, just because they can be more flexible. They don't need to, they don't need to follow Udemy Terms of Service, a lot of benefits to selling it on your own websites. Some challenges, but there's some benefits. And so some people like that, every once in a while they come to me and it's like they can sell on their websites, they have an audience, but they don't have content, they don't have the premium content. And so they come to me and they license out my content, basically put my courses, which are proven, you know, they get good reviews, all that kind of stuff, and they license from me the courses and they put it on their sites and sell my courses, right? And immediately it gives them like a medium to high-end product because because it's on their site, they can charge more money to their audience, right? So it gives them like a digital product, which is a medium to high-end product, and they can make a lot of money doing that because if they can sell that product to, you know, for a significant amount of money to their audience, you know, after they cover the cost of licensing it, it's all pure profit, you know, because it's digital, right? There's no inventory, nothing. So that has been a really winning thing for me and for other people because they get my content, it's, it's ready-made, and they can start selling it tomorrow, right? As opposed to creating their own course, struggling with, like, what does it mean to have a good course, you know, going through the eight months of, like, struggle that I went through before I figured out how to make good courses. Um, so those two situations, the the fledgling Udemy knockoffs, not knockoffs, but, like, you know, kind of me-toos um, or, you know, online course sites, and just experts who have audiences who need content to sell, um, that actually has been f tremendous for me. Um, and it's really given me, you know, like Udemy gives me like five figures a month, but that thing can also give me five figures a month, um, you know. So, and together, it, it's a really significant income, you know, made from online 
education. This is extremely interesting, Alex. You know, diving into this, I've been listening intently, hanging off every word that you're saying because, number one, I'm intrigued by this. I want to see if I can do something in this space and then come back to my audience and kind of tell them what I did successfully, what I did wrong, and maybe get them on the right path a little quicker than than I'm going to be. But it's so interesting how we can use video content like this and sell it as premium content if we're doing it well. So in closing, Alex... What would be a one to two sentence piece of advice that you would give somebody who is thinking about starting their own online course? What would you what would you tell them? It's all about, you know, the sooner you can get to a high, you know, high production quality, um, the sooner you will get fantastic results. Um, I think for people starting out as well, having said that, do not forget about in the importance of spending a lot of time on your marketing of your courses, because if you don't market your courses, it, it might, you know, it might be crickets, you know, um, it might, and it might not, it might be disappointing. And then, um, to, to, you know, and then it's really becomes a lot to wrap your mind around, right? Quality of audio, video, delivery, marketing, a lot of stuff, right? And you have to do it all at a high level quickly, because if you don't do it quickly, you're going to struggle financially and you might have to quit because you might have to get a job or whatever. So to make your road easier, and to help you avoid a lot of pitfalls, I would also strongly recommend that you get some kind of quality coaching um, to help you through this process. Because if you can get through this process like in two months instead of the eight months that I had to struggle, I mean, that's, that's priceless. Speaking of coaching, where can people find you online? So people can email me. My email is brutal to spell because it has my last name in it. Um, so why don't you know, I, I, why don't people go to your show notes page and then they can find my email there and just email me. My, my email is alex.genedinik at gmail.com, but it's just easier if they go to your your show notes page for the show. And, you know, if you just tell what episode number will this be? This will be episode number 20. So episode number 20, easy to find on your website. My email is there. I think a lot of the links to my courses might be there. Um, and, uh, I'm always happy to hear from people and, you know, and especially today I am, you know, I am taking a, a very few, but I am taking on people who, you know, as a coach to coach them through the Udemy process, but, uh, more I'm actually focusing on people who want to sell my content on their site, um, you know, have, who want to license out my content to, to have a product for themselves to sell on their site. Uh, I'm actually actively looking to work with people doing that, and I would especially love to hear from anybody interested in doing that with me. Absolutely. Alex, you have no idea how much I appreciate you coming on the show, dropping the value that you dropped, and keep on doing what you're doing, Alex, and we'll talk to you later. Thank you for having me on. It was really actually fun to do this, and hopefully we can do this again sometime. Absolutely. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.